folks, it is Knickknack of the Knickknack Podcast. This will be Season 9, Episode 6, and I'm calling this one Geekism. I'm not sure if I've used that as a title before or not, but I think I am going to establish my own political platform in this particular episode, and I will explain more about that in a moment. Get your favorite beverage ready, and we'll begin in a moment. Alright, so let's get started with a basic review of my political philosophy. Um, my political philosophy has kind of changed over the years. Um, I started out with a decent amount of exposure to uh, conservative talk radio, to be quite honest, because that was the only thing that could entertain a 10-year-old boy at 2 o'clock in the morning. Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Um, so there was a deep-seated, I don't know, there was a, a mistrust built in there somewhere. Um, but I also saw, um, I wasn't poor myself, but I saw poor families, and I you know, kind of saw how they lived and had some understanding of what a welfare system was and how it worked and who the type of people that it might uh, benefit. Um, and then as I grew older, um, I, I had disabilities um, and developmental problems since I was uh, diagnosed with cancer at two and a half so um, I ended up uh, on uh, disability uh, as I got older and um, you know the I, the hope with that was that it could be used to help me transition from uh, you know being a student in college and trying to invest that way, and hopefully uh, it would help to support me while I went to school, rather than, um, you know, rather than having to work immediately, essentially, that was what what the hope was, and then that then, uh, after I went to school, I would be able to successfully uh, land a job, and life would be hunky-dory, and you know, by that time, I maybe would have uh, gotten over some of my challenges uh, that prevent me from working. Um, and I can say now, uh, in the capacity and ability that I have to do work, um, I'm still not where I want to be, and I still really can't work in a uh, traditional environment at this point. Uh, I just can't. Um, and I'm working on, uh, coping skills and mechanisms to get, to hopefully get to a place where I can cope with it, um, but I just, um, I can't cope, um, at, 
this moment. So, you know, it's not a realistic thing right now. Um, and it's hard to articulate why, um, other than, I mean, you could say, well, scoliosis, that doesn't make it easy to sit, stand, or do anything, really, without some amount of pain. Uh, and then you mix that in with, uh, bipolarness, my mood changing every five seconds, um, and anxiety, which makes it hard to do a lot of just day-to-day tasks, and, um, you know, just mix some PTSD in there, just for funsies, and, you know, you get one hell of a mess, um, and I may be smart, but I am not, um, I don't seem to be able to adapt to many elements of our culture, uh, not the least of which is the working element of our culture. I can't seem to do it. Um, and I know that some people question that, um, and I suppose they have the right to, um, I don't know, I, who's to say if they have the right to or not, I know people question that, um, all I can say is I have gone through the procedures and continue to go through the procedures, which, by the way, are harder than actually getting a job, um, if people would ever, you know, if people call you back, then, you know, it's, it's harder to keep, to stay on disability than it is to keep a job, or to go to a job, it's, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's a whole hellish process, um, no matter how you look at it, but, uh, the point I'm trying to get to here is that, um, I would consider myself, um, among the poor huddled masses yearning to breathe free, and I hate to overuse that, but I'm using it again, because that's kind of what I am. Um, I'm, from, from a social perspective, um, I am not a productive member of society. I don't seem to be able to be a productive member of society. Um, and there are people, there are lots of people like that. Um, for various reasons, some of them are, you know, it it depends person to person. Why is it the way it is? Uh, but there are people that fall into that gap, um, and it's a shitty gap to fall into. By the way, um, it's not like we're sitting at home lounging in the sun. Um, it's a lonely existence filled with, for me. Um, the occasional video game, um, podcasting, and, uh, lots of doctor appointments, and right now a lot of Star Trek, and that's my existence, that's what it is, and it's, it's crappy, um, and I think that people like me shouldn't be deprived of things like uh, healthcare, education, um, 
transportation or some other things that I deem universal rights. Uh, housing, um, and I also already mentioned healthcare, but I, I think that everybody, especially, I, I, I almost say especially the poor, or the people that are struggling with uh, disabilities or mental health conditions, I think they deserve to be, one, respected, and two, I think they deserve the same things that someone would get if they were not disabled. Um, I think everybody, everybody needs to have the, the same resources. Um, it, it's hard to make it not sound like communism, but I'm trying to make it sound like egoism. Um, you know, everybody... Everybody should be able to respect each other and see that the needs of the group... Or the need, well, I'll just quote it directly. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So, you know, there are in the capitalist capitalistic system, there are a few rich people that control everybody else. Um, so it's the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. Um, and I really do need to watch Rathacon. I, maybe I'm up to it. Maybe I'm not. We'll see. Uh, the whole Spock dying thing will kill me. I'll be in tears when I watch it, but maybe it's time. Anyway, um, so we have the system reversed right now. The rich bastards run the country, and it really, most everybody gets screwed. Um, and I don't think that's right, and I don't think that's fair. Um, the conservative argument would seem to be well, some of us work for our money, and you're being lazy. It's it's like, well, you know, not everybody is created equal. Uh, I hate to, you know, kind of shatter that image of Americana, but all men are not created equal. In fact, there are women, <laughs> and... Then there are, you know, black men, and white men, and brown men, and orange men, and black women, and orange women, and white women, and magenta women. You know, there's, my, my point is, you know, the world is a rainbow, we're all various different colors and different shades, and we're not all created equal. We're not all born into the same circumstance. We don't all have the same opportunities. Some of us are born with the silver spoon in hand. Some of us are not. And that's the way life is. Um, but I... I tend to think that... we as a society can and should provide a better um, better gap filler 
um, you know, a better safety net. That's the word I'm looking for. A better, better safety net for when you fall through the cracks of society. It doesn't matter why you fall fell through the cracks of society. You shall, still should have the right to education, health care, uh, housing, and uh, transportation. And um, maybe even, you know, mild entertainment. I, I think, you know, I don't think it's too much to ask that every household should have a simple computer that can browse the internet. I don't think that's too much to ask. And maybe even a TV that gets, you know, like PBS or something. You know, some version of that. Um, and I guess that's kind of a, um, a communism utopian image that I have in my head that I really wish we could exist in. Um, but I'm going to call it a geekist, geekist version of the future where, you know, we cooperate as a whole and we see that, you know, people are very unique and they have different abilities, um, but people can contribute to society in a way. Always. Um, it's not always going to make a profit. And that's, I think, where capitalism kind of destroys thing, things. Um, it's assumed that, just be, that if something doesn't make a profit, it is not um, valuable. It is not a, something that matters. Um, there are many things that don't make a profit that matter. Uh, schools, for instance. Transportation systems. Um, what else doesn't make a, tr- make a profit? Um, I don't know if hospitals make a profit or not. They probably do. Um, even if they're, quote, non-profit organizations, unquote. Um... But my point is, there's a lot of things that exist that don't make money. Uh, Airports don't make money uh, directly anyway, but they're important. Uh, Roads don't make money directly, but they're important. Uh, Power, you know, it doesn't really... I don't think there's a lot of money. I could be wrong, but I don't think there's inherently a lot of money in supplying power to people. But hey, we need it. Um, and, uh, these days there's probably not as much money as there used to be, um, out of being an internet service provider, but hey, we need that too, so, um, and there's certainly not a lot of money in podcasting, as an example, but, um, does that mean that my work, as an example, is not worth something? I think it's worth something. Um, it may be worth something to only, you know, 50 people, maybe. But, hey, that's a non-zero number. I'm doing something for 50 people. Um, and I think that's worth it. And I think that makes me a valuable member of 
of society, not in terms of finances, of course, but in terms of cultural contribution, yeah, I'm doing something, uh, I think. Whenever, I mean, I'll do stupid things like, you know, post something controversial on Facebook and try and bait people to make them, you know, do a flame war or something if I get bored. Um, but, you know, that has value too. Maybe it makes someone think about something that they might not otherwise have thought of. So I think, I really do think that in most circumstances, most people contribute something to society, and I think we owe them a good safety net in return. And that, to me, is geekism, um, where we all kind of exist on this internet plane, intellectual plane, um, and intellectually, culturally, we can make contributions, even if, you know, we're not ringing up uh, groceries at Walmart. And by the way, ringing up groceries at Walmart, how is that helping anybody? Other than Walmart, how is that helping? You know, what purpose does that serve? I could see the purpose of bagging things, but scanning things and saying, how are you today? Did you find everything that you're looking for? How is that? I don't know. That doesn't seem to be doing anything for society um, that I can see. But uh, I could be narrow-minded, or I could be right spot-on and, you know, saying capitalism is bullshit. Um, obviously, you know where my opinion lies. Now, let's move on from geekism, which, um, really, uh, in my head, I had it more articulated, and I thought the episode would go better, but it didn't. So, uh, on we go. Um... I got The Sims 4. I shouldn't have gotten The Sims 4, but I did. Um, and initially, it felt kind of like 2, uh, other than the fact that there's no toddlers anymore. Um, but, you know, you had kind of not a continuous world, but you could, you know, travel and load to different screens, and you could you could still go places. You can still visit the neighbor's house, it's just not the one world thing. Um, and that's fine by me, but I wanted the ability to switch families and not lose my progress with the active family. And much like three, you can't do that. And that kills it for me. Absolutely kills it for me. So, um, until further notice... Uh, as long as my computer will run it, I will primarily be uh, running The Sims 2, because I, 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 I'm sure it's a trade-off that they make, where, you know, they figure, well, people want to be able to visit their neighbor's house, and the only way we can work that, make that work, for some reason, is to have it so you can't easily switch families switch the family that you're playing with. Um, 
But to me, that just, you know, I'd rather not be able to visit my neighbor's house um, and be able to play different families than be able to visit my neighbor's house. Because really, visiting your neighbor's house is not all that great. So, that's my two cents on that. Um, I have mixed emotions because um, I get the feeling that um, a lot of the people that work, that worked on uh, SimCity, parentheses, SimCity 5, and then The Sims 4 have been uh, kind of laid off or made redundant or torn, told to go elsewhere. Um, and I get the feeling that the footing of The Sims franchise is kind of uh, not looking good. I know SimCity uh, didn't do what they wanted it to do, so we're probably not going to see another SimCity. Um, and it's beginning to look iffy uh, that we're going to see another Sims. Um, and again, that takes me back to uh, profit and money. You know, it's not that the game's not making money, because it obviously sold a lot of units, several million, uh, I think. Um, but it's not making enough money. Um, and, you know, it's not, not making enough money, you know, to serve the company's purposes. It's not making enough money to serve the investors' purposes, and that gets us into Wall Street, and that gets us into the whole ugly money capitalism bullshit. Um, so I feel guilty because I know that the people that developed these games, um, that I am, I'll say, underwhelmed with, um, were put under a tremendous amount of corporate pressure uh, to make a product that would sell well and sell expansion expansions well, not a product that would be one solid thing that could stand on its own. Um, you know, they want they want you to buy the original game and then go, holy crap! There's nothing to do in this game. We need an expansion. And then buy the, you know, 8 to 12 expansions that they're going to put out for the game. Uh, that's what they want. Um, now the developers, they probably wanted something else. Um, and I feel bad because I know that. You know, I know that there is a man behind the curtain. Several men and women behind the curtain that wanted to make a good thing and they did their best under the circumstances and then they either lost their job or got moved um, and I think that's shitty and I just want to say that I think the people that have worked on the uh, creative side of uh, the Sims franchise, the SimCity franchise, hell even Spore. Um, I think they've done really good work um, overall. And given the circumstances, I'm 
really quite impressed. Um, I would be privileged, I would consider it a privilege to have the opportunity to work with them. I don't think I'm going to get that opportunity. And, you know, under the corporate mumbo-jumbo of EA being a publicly traded company, I probably don't, I don't want to be within 10 feet of that crap. But, um, creatively, I really respect them and admire them and Thank you guys. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. So, um, for whatever that's worth, uh, that is what the geekdom, uh, geekism. I'm sorry, geekism episode is about. I'm sure I will have more rantings and ravings. Hopefully, they'll be a little bit better organized next time. But hey, it's free. You get what you get, right? Uh, till next time. Stay safe, stay sane, happy real roading. I swear I'm not drunk. Happy winnings. Bye.
remembering you and the dress you wore when you broke my heart. 